0: I will point out, let me uh, take a, a quick moment here to point out that I, from a very early age, adopted the word y'all. It is the superior word. Y'all is the superior word to the phrase, two words, that I used to use growing up, as I did, on the Island of Long in New York. And... Um, we always said, no matter who we were talking to when describing or addressing a group of people, just two or more, anything more than two people, we would always just say, you guys. They still do up there from what I understand. Every, everybody is you guys. Girls, guys, everyone's you guys. In some parts... Of New York, it, there's uh, there's a further plural applied, just in case you, it's not clear if you're addressing multiple people. With the s at the end of the word guy, they throw an s at the end of the word you, so it turns into you's guys. I don't know why. Just it's like it's like a plural plural or something. I don't know. I never use that that phrase. I would always say you guys. I came down south in uh, 1992 to Rock Hill, South Carolina. I attended Winthrop university and was exposed to y'all the word in all of its effectiveness and deficiency, right? It is uh, uh non-gender specific, right? So you can use it to describe a whole mess of people. That's another term I employ as well. Um, I never got into the fixin' to do something. Never did the fixin' to take a shower or fixin' to get me a shower. I never went. I never went down that path, you know. But, but y'all is definitely the superior word when when trying to address or describe right a a large group of people. It's it's informal. It's it's uh, it's fun, right? It's approachable. It's like hey, I'm a friend, you know. So I like it. I like the term. I use it all the time, and I appreciate it. And uh, yes, you might say I uh, culturally appropriated it. Guilty as charged. I did the same thing with croissants. What can I say? They're really good. I like croissants. French made them. Don't care. I, I will eat them. Um, This is why this is really at the core of the stuffing versus dressing uh, debate, which isn't even really a debate. Okay. I went back just as a refresher. I went back and listened to uh, my old show. Uh, the, the first great stuffing dressing debate of 2022. And just by, I thought this was interesting. It was actually almost a year ago. It was a little over a year ago. It was 13 months ago. It was October 22nd. And it was the day after Matt Rule got fired By the Carolina Panthers. He got... Yeah, Matt Rule got fired after that 49ers game where everybody showed up, remember? Everyone showed up at the uh, game and they were all wearing 49ers gear and uh, it was embarrassing or something, whatever. So that's that's where we started. And then somehow or another, we got onto the stuffing versus dressing debate. So... My position, I think, has always been very clear here, is that it, it, it's all stuffing. And I went and looked up the root of this term dressing and where this term came from. Do you know where it came from? Prudes. That's where it came from. Prudes. Yeah. They didn't like the term stuffing because it meant something else in the old world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, that's uh, what it means. So let's get into it. I'm going to start here with uh, the Spruce Eats website. Danilo Alfaro is the name of the author. The food in question is a savory holiday side dish made from diced, seasoned bread, prepared with other ingredients, and typically served with a roasted turkey. Some folks call it dressing, others call it stuffing. Variations include whether to bake it inside the turkey as opposed to in a separate casserole dish. I'm going to take a quick pause here as an aside and just point out, this is a red herring, okay? This is not the argument at all. You know why? You shouldn't be cooking your stuffing inside of the turkey. That's how you get sick. For real, do not be stuffing the bird with all of the bread and then scooping it out and serving it to people and then watching them all, you know, puke their guts out. I, look, this is the third hour. I can say that lunchtime is over. Okay. I'm not trying to gross people out or anything. What type of bread or breads to prepare it from is also uh, part of the, uh, the disagreement here. What ingredients besides the bread um, as well? Uh, some versions are soft while others turn out crispy. What people call it is more of a function of where they live than how they prepare it or what ingredients they use. A 2015 survey by Butterball, so these are the experts, obviously, they found that the term dressing predominates in 11 states. 11 states, the term dressing predominates. Okay, here they are. Washington, Nevada, Iowa, Indiana, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, and Florida. Not the Carolinas. Interesting. Stuffing is more common in the remaining 39 states, and this roughly matches the consensus that residents of the Northeast and West Coast. They say stuffing, while dressing is preferred in the Midwest and the South. I would say Alabama, I mean, Florida. That, that Florida doesn't even really count. Right? Florida is basically New York South, right? Oh, I mean, I know the panhandle and the cowboy boots and all of that. No, I'm not talking about that. The practice of stuffing a whole animal roast with some sort of filling before roasting it has been around for a very long time. The earliest cookbook dates back to the 5th century, and it is written in Latin. And it's really, really heavy, because it's on stone tablets. It's not portable at all. Just a heads up on that, if you're looking to get the old Latin uh, versions of the uh, stuffing. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the program. What's going on, Ralph?
1: Well, uh, Pete, I'm I'm afraid Groundhog Day is approached again after the day of Thanksgiving. What if Frank Wright gets fired that day? And it all has parallel to this dressing issue mm. because the Panthers get the stuffing beat out of them all the time. That's uh, so it, Bryce, Bryce. I mean he's he's had the brunt of the stuffing.
0: That's true. That yeah, that is true. Um, there's no dressing it up. They, they have been uh, they have been getting the stuffing kicked out of them. Yes, repeatedly. So, maybe this is connected. Yeah. We're through the looking glass. About
1: about steaks, you got to get you a green egg, Pete. The green egg is the most wonderful piece of ceramic you could ever buy because I heat mine up to about 600 degrees, get about a three inch fillet, and cook them about a minute 45 on each side. And and you gotta let your meat sit out for about an hour and a half. That's the trick. You gotta let the meat get room temperature.
0: That's what Chef Andrew Gruel does. That's what he write. He had a steak. He, he, somebody sent me a message on Twitter with one of his posts, and it says that he let it sit out for like an hour to an hour and a half or something. I think.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you can put a little pepper on it. Salt kind of destroys the tissue of the meat, but, and never put salt on fish before you cook. I learned that. Mm. But anyway, but yeah, uh, but Pete, you're all about solutions. True. And you're very enlightening, enlightening, and you are a credit to your community.
0: Oh, he went deep. Ralph took us deep there. I, I appreciate it, Ralph. Thank you, sir. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. I appreciate it. That's a, uh, that is a reference. Actually, he made one reference that Spires and Krantz fans should know, and I made a a reference in reply that Jerry V fans should know. All right, do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. Camping and hiking supplies, even because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Got a message from Russ. Pete, you said you're willing to try this steak, but you have to have cooking apparatus gifted to you. And also need some stocking steaks. I don't know, Pete, for me, I think I'll stick with the fire or skillet methods. Well, teaches um, though I probably will too. Now I sent out a, uh, I sent out a tweet to chef Andrew gruel. And if you can't trust a chef named gruel, who can you trust? Right? So no, he's actually a really great. Follow on Twitter. Does a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, tips and tricks and stuff like that. He's a, he's a very famous chef as well. Um, Uh, He's a a good guy, and he's out in California, and he's got a couple of restaurants out there. But um, he now has weighed in on this steak in the microwave story that the New York Post uh, put out. And he says, when you read this article, everything that he states is, quote, scientifically wrong. This is why I have trust issues, he says. (laughs) For example, he says not to salt a steak because it draws moisture out. But he fails to say that due to the same osmotic effect, or osmosis, osmotic effect, it then goes back into the meat. Okay, then. I'm taking it from Chef Andrew. And now people are posting pictures of humongous pieces of beef asking how long do they need to nuke them for. (laughs) Like This guy's got... This guy's got like a quarter of a pig. That's not beef, I know. A quarter of a cow, it looks like. Thank you for sending that, Michael. I appreciate it. Uh, Jonathan says, my sister-in-law prepares steak in an air fryer. She is officially off my Christmas card list. Well, now, I don't know. I've never had steak in an air fryer. I'm intrigued about that now, too. And I have an air fryer. I might—I also have a microwave, so I might do—I don't know. Maybe I'll buy I'll buy two tiny little cheap steaks. I'll put one in the air fryer and then one in the microwave. Um, let me see here. Oh, I got to get back to the stuffing thing because the 5th century Latin recipe book, the first recipe book, had recipes for stuffed chicken and stuffed rabbit, with the stuffing consisting of chopped vegetables, meats, and grains— but no bread, okay? No bread. So it's not even really the same thing. They just called it stuffing because they were stuffing it in there, right? Yeah, that's it. In America, serving stuffing as a side dish is a Thanksgiving tradition, but there's no evidence that the feast held by the European pilgrims at Plymouth in 1621 featured any stuffing at all. Wild rice, yes. Stuffing, no. What we do know is that the word dressing emerged as an alternative for the word stuffing at the behest of Victorians who found the word stuffing to be vulgar. That's why that word for that cornbread stuffing exists, and that's what it should be called, cornbread stuffing. Do you think the word stuffing is vulgar? Why are you still using the word? It's it's cornbread stuffing, right? And if it's not made of cornbread, then it's just stuffing. See, that's the solution. I feel like this is this can unite all of us. And look, I'm open to even throwing in another name in front of the word stuffing if, you know, you want to be all equal about it. I don't know what just bread stuffing. Because you can use different kinds of breads, too. You can use, like, French bread, sourdough bread. We had the recipe yesterday from uh, uh, White Castle stuffing, right? Um, If this objection to the word stuffing being vulgar, if you think the word stuffing is vulgar, um, as the Victorian-era people did, um, that may seem quaint to modern-day Americans. It might help to consider that if somebody from the U.K., tells you to get stuffed, they do not mean it in any kind of culinary sense. (laughs) So keep that in mind. That's where the term dressing came from. I've never believed this lie from, from big cornbread that dressing dresses up the turkey. That has never been persuasive to me, and now the lie is laid bare. You will remember where you were at this precise moment when your entire worldview was shattered, Based on this, obviously available information that nobody has sought before. They, they just changed, they changed the name because they're like, oh, hit the fainting couch, you know. Oh, I can't believe they said stuffing. We're going to call it dressing instead. Southern versions of the dish typically use cornbread as the base. Because of its texture, it tends to be crumbled rather than cubed. Google returns about 23 million results for cornbread stuffing. 65 million, so three times as many, for cornbread dressing. Google trends show that the top five states searching for cornbread dressing were Louisiana, Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. So that tells me that at least the Carolinas know how to make it. They don't have to Google the recipe every Thanksgiving like apparently these other states do. All righty, let's jump over here and get John on the program. Hello, John. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how you doing, sir?
0: Hey, I'm good. What's going on?
1: I love salad dressing. Mm. I'm from Pittsburgh, and uh, up there, us Yankees, we love salad dressing. Mayonnaise is a southern uh, dish dish. I just never could get with Mayonnaise because of the taste. Just like you can't get with salad dressing.
0: No, I love salad dressing.
1: Okay. Well, no, no,
0: I know the 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 argument here, John, is over stuffing versus dressing. Do you know do you know not not oh, salad dressing. This is the corn. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is what people call dressing is this cornbread stuffing basically.
1: Well so they, I thought they we're talking about mayonnaise yesterday.
0: We were. Hey, look, we're versatile, man. We could we we can talk condiments, we can talk side dishes. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um
1: <laughs> I love your show by the way. Oh, I love like, your show. Thanks,
0: John. I appreciate it. Yeah, see, look, but see this is a perfect this is a perfect illustration of what I was talking about yesterday, which is that when people call the stuffing dressing it's confusing right, right. because if I sit down at the table and I'm like, "Hey, pass the dressing," what are they going to pass me? Are they going to pass me ranch? They're going to pass me uh, some some cornbread uh, stuffing concoction. You know, it's just. And what if I have an allergy? What if I am deathly allergic to cornbread? And I ask for the ranch dressing. I say, "Can you please pass the dressing?" And they send me down cornbread, and now I'm dead, right? Like that's. <laughs> that's a very real possibility here. Why would people try to be killing their family members at Thanksgiving? Although that actually makes sense. If you, yeah, that does
1: actually make sense. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, it does. I, I appreciate you, man.
0: All right, John. I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: All right, take care. Um, see, look at that. That's that's what I'm talking about. You call different things the same word, and it becomes super confusing and downright dangerous. The most crucial distinction is whether to cook the stuffing in the bird or in a separate dish. I've also heard this argument, right? Well, it's called stuffing because you stuff the brown stovetop stuffing, so you put that in the bird. And I, to- I said this yesterday. Anytime we ever had stuffing growing up, it was never in the bird. It was always with boiling water. Mom would add it to the boiling water, and that was it. I, I don't mean this as an insult. She knows it's true. Mom was not exactly what you would call a cook. (laughs) She, she, this is, yeah. So it was just like not baked or anything. It was just boiled in in a pot and throw in the stovetop, right? That was it. That was stuffing for us. But I heard this argument that, oh, if it's in the bird, that's why it's called stuffing. Dressing is on the outside and that it dresses up the bird on the outside. And I've already gone over like, that's not true. That is complete fabrication. The term dressing came from prudes who did not think the word stuffing was to be uttered in uh, polite society uh, because it had a vulgar other connotation, other definition, so they came up with this other term, dressing. All right? So then on the stuffing front, what about stuffing inside the, the turkey? Okay. In bygone days, it was normal to cook the stuffing inside the turkey, but the problem there is that the stuffing needs to be cooked to a minimum of 165 degrees in order to kill the foodborne bacteria from the turkey juice. And when you do that, it overcooks the turkey. So, because people, you know, don't enjoy being food poisoned all the time, we don't do that anymore. You shouldn't do that, by the way. You should not be doing this because it's going to dry out the bird. So just make the stuffing separately. You bake your stuffing in a separate dish and this way also, by the way, you get the, the top gets all crispy. Again, that's the whole point in, in my book. Those in the opposing camp uh, that want it mushy and soft, uh, you can just put a cover over the dish. You can also do it on the stovetop. You can also do it in a slow cooker. You can even do it in the microwave with your steak. All right. Other than the regional differences, though, the crispy version does not seem any more likely to be called dressing as opposed to stuffing. All right. So that's the, that's the history of it all. And that's why I started off the hour by saying, I have adopted the word y'all immediately. I, I, I implemented it because it is effective and efficient, more inclusive. It is a superior word than you guys or you guys. Y'all, it works. I am simply suggesting cornbread stuffing works. And there's no more confusion No more dangerous uh, dining table mishaps, poisoning people with allergic reactions to cornbread. Just think of the children. That's all I'm asking. Alan, welcome to the program. Hello, Alan. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm good. What's going on? Good. It's ironic. I'm here right now, tearing my bread apart for my stuffing that I'm making, that I make every year (laughs) for the last, probably, probably some years, my dog's. Enjoying it too. Oh, nice! What kind of bread do you use? I use cheap old white bread because that's what my mom always used. There you go. It's and yeah. That, yeah, I mean, and that's what so much of this stuff is about on Thanksgiving. It's it's making stuff that it conjures up the memories of years past of food that your mom or your grandma or your dad and your grandpa, whatever they made, as part of the festivities. Exactly. I mean, right now, the smell of the sausage is coming over here, because I put sausage, mm. celery, onions, uh, and then, of course, the gravy is what makes it all. But now, yeah, so like I'm a brown gravy? It right now. so It's just ironic when I turn the radio on, you're talking about stuffing. Well, uh, to be fair, I do talk about stuffing versus dressing too much. I've heard you on other occasions. I just have to get home from work early today to start the preparation. <laughs> there you so. go. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Alan. Good to talk with you, Thank sir. Thank you. you. I right, appreciate you. God, let me get to the emails here. We're all over the place. Chris says, I believe caller John was referring to Miracle Whip salad dressing being his preference over mayo. He would change his mind if he tried Duke's mayonnaise. That's possible. I don't know. Some people don't like the vinegar. I don't know why. Um, here it is. Joshua says stuffing is in the bird. Dressing is in the pan. I debunked all of that. Um, my mom and grandmother used the term dressing. That's, uh, Bob rural North Carolina native, right? I'm saying the term dressing was developed by Victorian era prudes because they didn't like the term stuffing, but it is stuffing. Uh, Pete, I tried Alton Brown's suggestion on pre-salting steak and I prefer it. Here's the trick. Barely cover the steak with coat. Oh my goodness. This is a whole recipe. Okay. All right, Chris, I'm just going to read that at home later. Joseph says, green eggs or charcoal or even gas doesn't matter. The meat does. I was a big fan of the New York City steakhouses where they get dry-aged beef from Pat LaFrieda's. When COVID hit, we couldn't go, so I searched online and found Shipley Farms in the mountains of North Carolina who sell dry-aged steaks online. We are in their shipping area, too. They are awesome, and yes, please use salt and pepper. That guy was wrong, wrong, wrong. (laughs) And uh, Jan says, I grew up on a small farm. Uh, Grew up in the 70s, eating steak almost every day. The biggest issue is to make sure it gets hot enough to kill parasites. Not as big a deal with all the chemicals that are pumped into our food these days, but still something that I think about. Uh, Given that, oh, Jan's going to try the microwave steak. Given that carbonized proteins are typically bad for you, the rarer the steak, the better it is. Want it warm in the middle, but still rare enough to bleed. The microwave helps with that. Apparently I do have issues while I wouldn't use it on steak. Miracle whip rules. Okay. You're dead to me, Jan. Um, uh, don't forget all y'all is the plural. That's true, Greg. That's true. All y'all. Um, Chris says that microwave guy is an idiot. Full stop. You never get a quality piece of meat anywhere near a microwave and you absolutely have to salt it, but you're doing that all wrong too. You have to salt the meat at least two hours before cooking. Yes. The salt pulls moisture out of the meat, but at two hours, there's time for the moisture to reabsorb into the meat and pull the salt flavor in with it, kind of like dry brining. Uh, The brining, the brine the meat, oh, bring the meat up to room temperature for 20 minutes or so before cooking. At that point, grill it, pan fry it, reverse sear it, whatever you want to do. That's how you get a perfect steak. You don't even need mayo with it or even a good condiment for that matter. Greg, commenting on the 90-second grill, if the new grill only takes 90 seconds to perfectly grill a steak, how are we, dad, supposed to pound a couple of beers outside while grilling? That's a good question. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like, what do you, yeah, 90 seconds, that's not enough time. Oh, unless you shotgun the Okay, I'm not encouraging that. Um, this is from DL. Stuffing is when you stuff it inside the cavity of the turkey and bake it. Dressing, I already covered this. I already covered that. Dennis says, Pete, I just wanted to say that I am thankful... WBT put you in Russia's old slot. Oh, that's nice, Dennis. Uh, with your name, I know you'll keep us all up to date. It's <laughs> terrible. Although I might use that as branding. Uh, also, I know when news breaks, you fix it. Happy Thanksgiving to all, and happy Thanksgiving to you too, Dennis. I appreciate the kind words. Um, oh my goodness, another Miracle Whip eater. They're coming out of the woodworks here, people. I don't. I don't know what's going on.
2: Shiner, 99 cent butane lighter, lucky strikes and a fifth of Patron. Ice down that igloo cooler, take a gas at all to do her I can feel a good one coming on. Throw in Ray Wiley Hubbard, sing along to Redneck Mother. Anybody? Working week is over, no chance to staying sober. I can feel a good one coming on. Yeah, we gon' roll all night. we gonna get the feeling right. We gonna keep this party rockin' till the break of dawn. Yeah, I can feel a good one coming on.
0: Yeah, it's Friday somewhere. I'm not here tomorrow. We got the UNC game, and then I'll be back on Monday after Thanksgiving. By the way, in the culinary world, dressing does have a definition. I'll tell you.
2: Three blondes in a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake and Didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be more right I can feel a good... Break dawn Yeah, I can feel a good one. Feel like a good one. I can feel a
0: good one coming on. According to the La Russe Gastronomique Culinary Encyclopedia, dressing is quote the preparation of fish, poultry, and game for cooking. Whoa! There it is. That's what dressing is. Makes sense, right? Here's the deal. When in Rome, right? Do as the Romans do. So if you're at your southern in-laws, fine, call it dressing. All right, happy Thanksgiving. I'll see you all on Monday. Don't break anything while I'm gone.
2: We're going to keep this party rock until the break of dawn.